Welcome back. I'm Tina. And I'm Jen. And this is The Sinistry, a podcast where we explore the sinistries and astrological signs of our favorite fictional characters in TV, film, and just anywhere you might find a fictional character. Today we're talking all things the sex lives of college girls. But before we get into it, we have a very special guest to introduce. Put your hands together for writer, actress, and absolute Capricorn rising, Mara McCarthy. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, Mara. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. I forced them to say those things about me and let me come on the podcast, even though I have like no business here. <laughs> she has all the business to be here, and we are so excited. So Mara and I have equal knowledge of astrology, so our astro queen Jen will take the lead per usual, and today we're going to try something a little different. But before we get into that, here is a quick synopsis if you haven't seen the show. Season one of The Sex Lies of College Girls, or TCLOCG for short, takes place at the illustrious Essex College in Vermont, where we meet four new freshman roommates who invite us into their explorations of sex, college stuff, and the many difficulties of becoming an adult. There are affairs, scandals, handjobs, exclusive comedy clubs, hot hallmate friends turned lovers, and more in the first two seasons, and it was just renewed for season three. So who could create such a show? Let's talk about the astrology of one of the creators of the show, Mindy Kaling. So Jen, remind us what we talk about here and what are Mindy's big three? Okay, cool. Uh, so just a sort of recap of what we do on the Sinistry, we discuss the big three of fictional characters in popular TV shows, our favorite movies, et cetera, et cetera. What I mean when I say the big three, I'm discussing the sun sign the moon sign and the rising sign of these characters to sort of give a general consensus of their astrological makeup. Uh, the sun sign is the birth date. It represents sort of the background color of your canvas. It represents your ego. It sort of colors all aspects of the self. Your moon sign is your emotional plane, uh, represents an emotional state, kind of what you need, your emotional drive, your soul urge. And then there's the rising sign, which is your outward personality. It's your first impression. It's who you, you know, present, how you present yourself when you step into the room for, a first, for the first time. Uh, so let's get into Mindy Kaling. Uh, I looked her up. She has all her information in the interwebs, which is exciting. So there's an exact birth time. She was born on June 24th, 1979 in Cambridge, Massachusetts at 4.10 a.m. And that makes her a Cancer Sun, a Cancer Moon, and a Gemini Rising, which is a really cool and unique combination. So we've got water in both the sun and the moon. Water, not only just water in both, but the same sign in both. And then her being a Gemini rising is air. So it's a very different presentation of Mindy, you know, as her first impression, as her personality versus the person she actually is behind closed doors or, you know, as far as her ego and son. So cancer, you know, it's, it's like Mike White. Uh, you've got this sort of great leader personality and she's super empathetic. She understands how human beings work so well. And I think that's a great you know, fictional writer where she can create these characters and really get to the depths of them very successfully and add to that this mixture of this Gemini personality, which also obviously is a great deal to do with the way she thinks and navigates life, 
but Gemini is super quick-witted. That's where I'm sure a lot of her humor comes in, a lot of her curiosity for humanity, for human nature, for conversations. Geminis are witty and chatty, and so all of this really is wonderful for her as a writer. Sidebar, I did a quick peek just for sinistry purposes into BJ Novak. I hope that's okay. We'll take <laughs> Please, it. Please, tell us more. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I'm just so curious about them because I feel like they are this sort of you know, especially for Hollywood, a very unique combo because they're always kind of together, even though they're not together. And there's a lot of questions and speculation about it. But she has said that, you know, he has been her friend and will be her friend for life. And all these wonderful things are so supportive of each other. And I just was super curious about what uh, the internet had to provide for his birth information. And they don't have an exact time, unfortunately, but you can gather at least the sun and the moon and he's a Leo sun and a Scorpio moon. So they both have water moons, which is a really tight bond. I think that's like, that's definitely where they're sort of just bonded for life kind of vibe. And it's a very interconnected duo. And yeah, they're born in the same year. So there's a lot of cool stuff with their synastry where he just, he's very expansive for her. You know, he's provided her with a lot of support emotionally and her to him as well. So I just think it's a very cool synastry between the two of them, and I was super curious. But I, I would love to, you know, obviously dissect what his rising sign might be so we can get to the bottom of it further. But that was my sidebar. <laughs> if you know when BJ Novak was born, please let us know because I'm very curious. This is fascinating. And I'm also <laughs> not shocked that her exact birth date is listed. I feel like if there's any celebrity, she would make sure that her fans and the people – know when she was born for like specifics like this podcast so we can <laughs> create her uh synastries with bj novak um well totally i love mindy that makes so much sense so like i said before today we're going to try something a little different so in addition to acting writing producing according to me mara is an expert on people so we picked a show jen has barely seen why you say well i'll tell you why mara is going to describe the four main characters and jen will use her magic to guess their signs first mara hit us with some facts <laughs> okay i picked this show also because i love it and i didn't care that no one else had watched it so <laughs> <laughs> built but also like uh, keep in mind everything that we're talking about is based on the first season because I haven't watched the second season yet but I think I'm just gonna stay up all night tonight and watch it maybe I should have done that last night I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> we are not prepared okay we're not prepared um here are some fun facts uh about the sex lives of college girls first revelation uh Pauline Chalamet who plays Kimberly on the show the main character is the older sister of Timothy Chalamet. Whoa! No way. Yes. So if you didn't know that, now that you do, you can't unsee it. They have the same face. She looks like <laughs> Tim, Timmy in a wig. <laughs> Timmy in a wig. Timmy in a but wig. I think that that is just something you should know um, going forward and watching the show. Next fact. So Essex College is in Vermont, the fictional Essex College. However, it was filmed, the exterior shots and the campus library shots were filmed at Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York. And I looked that up because every time I watch it, I'm like, wonder where this is filmed. But the other, fun fun fact. Fact, the other fun fact is that the coffee shop that Kimberly works at part-time called Sips is actually 
Kerchief Coffee House at UCLA, and it's located inside of Kirchhoff Hall. Um, so if you're visiting UCLA, if you're in LA, then, you know, stop in for a latte because that's the real sips. <laughs> And that's where they film it. <laughs> we got the tea. We got the real tea. And you can go to UCLA. That's so cool. So that, that, and then I have, I have one other like fun facts that I want to share. Um, okay. So all of the girls, there's four main characters. Obviously they're all playing 18 year old college freshmen, but I have looked up each of the actresses ages. <laughs> it was worth bringing them. So Pauline Chalamet, uh, she plays. Kimberly, she's 30 years old. What? <laughs> no way. She does not look 30 years old. I, I know. Mean, it's like, right? What? Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Amrit Kahar, she plays Bella. She's 29. No. I know. How? What are they drinking? <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, and then Aaliyah Chanel Scott, she plays Whitney. She's 25. Okay, but like still. Me too. I'm like fine with that. I'm like fine with that. And then, <laughs> and then Renee Rapp, who plays Leighton, is 22. Okay. So she's the Acceptable. baby. And she like, like if she hadn't been <laughs> Regina George and Mean Girls on Broadway, she probably like would be in college. So we'll, we'll accept it. <laughs> she was Regina George in um, in Mean Girls? Mm-hmm. On Broadway. No way. That's just like no we way. did at That like, got her start. We did. Oh, that's such a fun fact. We did Emily in Paris, and um, Gretchen was played by I can't think of her name. The girl in Emily. Oh in yeah, Paris. Mindy. 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 But what's her real name? Yes. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. Ashley Parks. Parks. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so yeah. we have a whole She's little brilliant. mean girl cast. That's so fun. What a fun fact. So she can sing. Yes, she's like I I've like saw on Instagram that she was like releasing music or something too. So she seems like a cool chick. Nice. It's the sinistry. We've created sinistry between shows. <laughs> exactly. How cool is that? Oh my god, that's what you're here to do. <laughs> it's all me, guys. Magic. Those are amazing facts. How do you want to start this? I'm like nervous. <laughs> oh my god, don't be nervous. Why don't I just tell you like a few facts about each of the girls and then you can kind of like deduce what you think that that means okay i'm down do you need like a visual on each one do do you not want to be i think start off like introduce a character to me the way you you've you know experienced him or her and then i will ask any kind of further questions i might need to determine things but yeah i'll let you 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 kick it off mara okay okay so i'm gonna i did them in order of uh, how much I related to each one of them, <laughs> how much I liked them. So <laughs> just obviously. keep that in mind. Obviously, uh, we can start with my favorite character, which is Bella. I think that, and like, this is nothing that I looked up, but like, to me, I just feel like this is the one that Mindy Kaling sees herself in the most for some reason. Like, I'm obviously like, they're both Indian women, but I just have a feeling that like, this is... Mindy in college or something or maybe what she wanted to be or like whatever I just if we had to ask her I feel like she'd be like I really identified Bella I'm a Bella um okay Bella an Indian American student from Nutley New Jersey who wants to be a comedy writer and she is very sex positive I feel like that's important here <laughs> um okay so <laughs> she's super driven and determined 
She knows what she wants and she goes for it. Um, immediately once she's like in college, she's on a one track mind to be on this <clears throat> like comedy magazine. It's like super prestigious. It's called the Catullan and um, it's like mostly men. It's clearly like supposed to be like the Harvard lampoon but she's obsessed with getting on it so she's super driven super determined she's also like a talented writer I think but she's very bold and she's not shy about like going after this thing that she wants my example for that (laughs) she goes to a party and gives six hand jobs to the male editors um (laughs) (laughs) love her Um, like no shame well and that's just kind of like what she does um and she also goes without saying has a really quick-witted like sense of humor she's a female comedy writer so there's like all those things that go with that and yeah that that's how I see her okay well that's good I'm already getting I think you sort of put it in my head with the Mindy comment so I'm I'm sort of leaning right away towards certain aspects of Mindy's chart that might be replicated here. Like this is college, right? And they're a freshman year, so they're sort of meeting each other for the first time. Yes. They're sweet mates. They're all four like random sweet mates. Perfect. So I feel like the rising sign will sort of establish itself in those initial meetings where it's your first impression of these girls. And obviously they're young and they're going to be awkward and it's college and it's a first for all of them. So it's naturally going to rattle that a little bit and sort of gray area it a bit. But I think that we can gauge a lot from those first initial meetings. So what is her presentation as far as like when she comes into a room, is she shy at first? Is she just going for it? I think she's going for it. She's very confident. She's like very confident, very unapologetic, enters a room like that. Okay. Is she a little, would you describe her as like a bit hectic? Like, is there some, a little bit of chaos to her? Is she very chatty? Is she (laughs) very chatty, chaotic. Love it. (laughs) I'm going to call this a Gemini rising like Mindy, which I think makes perfect sense because that is a, a rising sign that is all about no qualms about it marching into a room and talking to the first person that will look at you and you have a lot of knowledge you have a lot of things to say you know how to conversate very well you often don't shut up <laughs> it's very endearing <laughs> sometimes people are annoyed but like does regardless you're gonna go for it so I think that she's sounds like and and Gemini is a mutable sign, so it sort of brings this sort of chaos, like this tornado coming through the room socially and just being like, I'm so-and-so, blah, 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 and like sort of this word vomit of like constant chatter and explaining things and knowing a lot about different subjects, but very smart and, and driven at the same time. And obviously this is a mark of, you know, mer- uh, Mercury rules Gemini, so this is the planet of communication, of the mind, and it, it rules a lot of writers have great placements that have to do with their Mercury. So this makes sense for her, her writing engagements. Um, so I'm going to call her. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go for Gemini Rising. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting fire for sure from her. I, I'm thinking this is, you use the word impulsive, um, or maybe you didn't use it. Maybe that was in my head. But you use something where she's going for it. Like she doesn't really care what other people think. I think impulsive fits her and I think she's like passionate like so when you say that fire that makes sense. I think I off the bat with no further questions but I'm going to ask more questions. I think I would say she's an Aries sun 
a Leo moon and a Gemini rising. And you, Miss Leo moon, would resonate with another Leo moon. So that also makes sense why she might be your favorite. I'm wearing the mask of a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why she is my favorite. No, that, that could definitely make sense. I feel like she, you use the word passionate, which is fiery. You know what I mean? And, and obviously there's a lot of water signs that are also, pa- every sign has passion, clearly. But, you know, she sounds like someone who really goes for it and really doesn't care what anybody's opinion of her is. And she seems to sort of act in the moment, very in the moment. So uh, that qualifies as an Aries. And she almost sounds like, you know, Aries is very like this warrior, driven, ambitious leadership sign where she's going for it without thinking too much. It's sort of she's got a mission and she's on it. And then the Leo moon sort of, you know, fleshes that out a little bit more as far as like she's, she's it, I'm going to ask a couple of questions in a second, but just the baseline as far as Leo moon, it sounds like she wants a bit of attention it sounds like she, you know, this is a creative person, but it's, is she creative because, you know, I would say if she's creative and she's a water sign, she might not want the attention. Like, it almost like Mindy, where Mindy's not necessarily always putting herself in these shows. She's sort of in the background scene. And I think that this is a person that wants to sort of be on the forefront, and that's more of a Leo energy that I'm getting. But I also yeah, know, I, does she... I think the Leo energy is good good call out because I think she's definitely like an entertainer like she wants to be a writer but I think that there's like an aspect of like entertainment and she's always wearing like she's always dressed like pretty to the nines for a college college girl like she's not wearing like sweatshirts and whatever she's wearing like full checkered suits and like you know crazy things so oh that's perfect okay showman aspect of her she's like yeah Amazing. Yeah, that that checks out because I think that I was going to ask my next my next questions were going to be as far as uh, learning about these girls and like what they kind of want, because that's more of a moon direction of like what they're actually like as we get to know them throughout the season where we see their soft spots, their vulnerabilities. Is she someone that you would say becomes clear that it's she's a lot more sensitive than we all thought that she was or things along those lines or she's not you know or opposite direction what would you say in that I think she becomes more sensitive than we thought she was um because something happens throughout the season where she does end up getting on this um paper and then something happens and then she's on it and she quits it because she realizes it sucks <laughs> Um, and I think that's like that sensitivity of like realizing this isn't even the kind of people that I want to spend my time with. And she like starts her own paper. So (laughs) nice. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if she's, if I'm marking her as Aries son, she's definitely a leader, you know, and Leo's are leaders also. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. I, I think, you know, Leo, Leo has this leadership quality even though leos are not a cardinal sign but i liked using leo also because leos are fixed and that gives this air of stubbornness which is sort of like i am going for this i don't give a crap what anyone else thinks and i'm very like set in my ways so it's that fixed energy what i which i think applies from what you're saying um but yeah i think if we see some sensitivity or like vulnerability in her that is also very leo trait because leos are sort of you know the big 
lion that's brave and carrying the world on his shoulders but also like deep down they're just a softy on the inside and they really do care what people think about them and they really do horrible side of like they are very sensitive to, to people's critique and and they just want to really put out some good stuff in the world so i think that that sounds leo for me i wrote these all down like as if <laughs> good because i did gemini rising <laughs> aries sun leo moon i'm locking it in locked in Tina's we agree I do agree. I have a question though. What is a mutable sign again? So mutable signs are, so it's cardinal signs, fixed signs, and mutable signs. Each element is broken down into those three categories. Cardinal signs being leadership signs. They are great starters. They don't necessarily finish the job too well, but they're sort of, they make great CEOs, great bosses. The fixed finishers, they're really determined. They're really stubborn. They get the job done. And then mutable signs are sort of these jack-of-all-trade signs where they're sort of flitting from one to the next. Like, they're very, they're very flexible. They're very movable. They're very mutable. So that's – it's Gemini. It's Sagittarius. It's Pisces. And it's Virgo. Those are the four mutable signs of the Zodiac. Thank you. And Mara, great job. Yeah. <laughs> great descriptions. Three Killed more it. where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. In order of my favorites, my second favorite is Leeton. An affluent legacy student from New York City who is a lesbian and trying to live up to her mother's expectations. Okay, I did get that um, from Wikipedia, and I wasn't going to, like, reveal the lesbian part until the end. Spoiler. Um, because she's, like, cl- she's, spoiler, like, she's, like, closeted in the show. So we all know that she is, but, like, her roommates don't know, and she's, like, using a hookup app without her face on it and everything. So I think that that is a really big part of her personality is the desire to keep up with appearances. Uh, so another thing her parents went to this college and her brother is also currently at this college and so she wants to join the sorority that her mom was in so she's really focused on joining Kappa even though like do you even really like these girls it's like just something you you want to be a part of that for just whatever you know reason keeping up appearances she's really focused on keeping the fact that she's gay a secret and so nobody knows, like none of these other girls that she lives with even really know till the end of the season. But she's also really caring. She seems to like be there for these friends. She is like super rich. And so she can kind of like do whatever. Um, and there's like a scene where they like all have parents weekend and she's like, just put your did half of the dinner on my credit card. I like don't care. And so she's like trying to like save the other girl embarrassment. So I think that like, she has like, she's caring and she's like very social as seen like by wanting to join the sorority her brother is like in a fraternity so he's always getting them invited they always go to his fraternity house and I also feel like there's that thing of like she really likes nice things she really likes fashion and like high-end like luxury so you know my guess is there's a Taurus something in there somewhere (laughs) um but yeah let me know what you think and ask me any questions (laughs) okay it's a, it's perfect. You said that. Um, obviously, you Taurus, you I, um... as a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Okay, so the first image that actually popped into my mind because I do know this is the blonde, the blonde one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, full disclosure, I saw like a handful of episodes of the show like years ago, and I literally don't remember anything. I remember what they look like. It was but... like. It was like peak COVID when it came out. No one, no, no one remembers. Yeah, I was pretty wine drunk every <laughs> night, so <laughs> it's all a wash. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, I think what first came to mind was Camille from Emily in Paris. Like that's oh, sort of the yes. image that was put in my brain. Similar. Yeah. And I think presentation wise and what's kind of going on underneath are similar. So I, I'm trying to think. You mentioned a couple keywords, so I'm sort of matching them to archetypes. You mentioned her style. Uh, you mentioned this element of a big secret, uh, which is obviously something that's emotional and she's private about and she's able to keep a secret, which is a secret like that, kind of a big deal. I would call this I would I would call this a Capricorn rising because of her sort of ambition to maybe do what is asked of her or necessary of her and especially it just it comes across in my head as like sort of this prestigious you know lineage of hers where she just feels this sense of duty and purpose and I would say moon sounds a lot like a Scorpio moon where there's sort of a little bit of a privacy needed for her and there's a little bit of depth there that we are not aware of because Scorpios are notorious for how well they keep secrets and how well they hide feelings and emotional planes but yet it when you do tap into it it's a super deep one and then I would say it's very you know aesthetically oriented and put together in a way that's like pretty um, and presentable and yeah, and also Capricorn, uh, what, what is her, like, what is her first, imp- when she walks into a room, what is her vibe when she meets the girls? I think she's time? like giving off like a don't fuck with me vibe. Like, I think she's like that um, kind of like a, like you want to be her type vibe. Like she's not, she's not easily going to give you the time. Like she's not super sweet. I don't think when she like walks in a room um, and, but I think people notice her. Got it. Okay. Is And she her, likes that. Yeah. What's her, um, is she, is she leadership oriented? Is she sort of like the head of things? Is she, is that, what's her humor like? What's her sort of banter like? What's her mind? Uh, she's like very, I think she's very dry. Like she's very dry and like acerbic. Like, so I feel like she's, she's a tell it like it is. And that's like funny. Like the truth is kind of can can be funny I don't know that she's like a leader but I think she's like a figure it out person like in the first episode when she gets stuck with these other three girls she was supposed to room with two girls from her high school uh and she goes to write like a twenty thousand dollar check so that they can like room with her but (laughs) finds out that they put in please do not put us with her like by (laughs) so those are like her two high school best friends Uh, so I think that like I don't think that she is necessarily like a leader, but I think she like can figure it out when forced to. Okay. This tracks. I think that Capricorns are sort of known for their cynical, dry, biting humor and this sort of I don't give a fuck attitude, especially, you know, it's sort of an emotionless appearance, like a cool girl in the room. People want to know what's going on, but they don't necessarily know what's going on. And then I think add to that, the fact that she's got a Scorpio moon, which is very, you know, buried. No one knows what's going on. That makes her even more intriguing and more magnetic. And then this office Taurus sun, which is the full presentation of her and this package of just something cool, something visually interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Can I drag point? you in the mix here? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, great. So you are similarly are a Taurus sun and a Capricorn rising. So you kind of have these same two exterior moments, but where your moon is in Leo, hers is in Scorpio. So when your presentation, like what you want to need is a lot more on the obvious side as far as like your creativity, what you, your drive, you know, you want to write, you want to direct, you want to act, you want to do all of these things and you're achieving all these things. Her sort of underbelly, her emotional state is much more buried and that's more of the Scorpio, the water, because you've got water versus fire. But presentation-wise, you know, your humor matches hers a lot. It sounds <laughs> like this sort of like dry, quick wit, sort of cool girl attitude. And then this Taurus presentation of self is very put together and fashionable and all the cool things so yeah I see I can see myself in her a lot too because I can tell that she like she like is kind of no nonsense she doesn't care about anyone that she doesn't care about but if she does care then she really cares so awesome I think there's that (laughs) okay Um, okay who's next okay my third favorite Kimberly Finkel that is my number one favorite it is oh i love kimberly <laughs> kimberly's such a derp she is that's who i relate to most maybe we'll see some of me and kimberly okay let's keep our eyes out for christina in this description eyes on the prize um, okay, Kimberly, a working student from Gilbert, Arizona, a small town that is predominantly white and comes from a poor family. All of that is true. So I do have one of her traits is like practical, like hardworking because she seems to like, she has all of this like extra work to do. None of the other girls have a job on campus. Like they just kind of have everything taken care of for them. And she goes to this coffee shop all the time. She's like working extra hard. It doesn't even seem like she's that smart. So she seems like she (laughs) has to work pretty hard at school too. Um, So I feel like... (laughs) Tina... (laughs) <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so why do you see got... yourself in her? I'll tell Sorry, you why. Okay. She just got. I mean, I mean, she's not an idiot, but I just feel like it's like nothing seems easy for her. It is an uphill battle for Kimberly Finkel. They definitely like set her up that way. So I think she's like practical, hardworking. I think that she is not afraid to be like unique to some degree because, like, again, this is a super kind of like upscale like um liberal arts school with a lot of like seemingly like rich students and she's not one of them and she doesn't seem to care like she she fits in like she she likes whoever you know what I mean like she doesn't seem to like really be worried about appearances like in that sense like she doesn't lie about who she is she doesn't you know anything like that she's really caring she um one of the scenes that sticks out that I remember about her is like some students were like making fun of this other guy that works at the coffee shop and she like sticks up for him. They like threw trash at him. I don't, I don't know. Do you remember that? Like, but she like, she like took up for him. I mean, don't, don't feel too bad. He's like this hot guy, but, <laughs> but, but he also works at the coffee shop. Um, and Yeah, so I feel like she's really caring. I feel like she's really, you know, not afraid to be herself in a place where she doesn't necessarily fit in. And yeah, she's like kind of all over just like sweet. Okay. 
All right. I'm already, I have my guesses like off the bat. Like you were really well-rounded. <laughs> you had a really well-rounded uh, description. I have a couple of questions. One is uh-huh. her, again, her first impression with the people she's meeting for the first time. Like what is her, what's her sitch? She just seems like she's in over her head <laughs> in most situations. <laughs> is she is she like socially adept, if that makes sense? She doesn't sound like it, but is she trying? She know. would say the wrong thing. Like she would she would say the wrong thing. Like if you and her were having a sidebar before somebody else walked in the room, she would definitely just be like, Oh, isn't that the person that you just said whatever about? And you'd be like, yeah, but that was before that person was in the room. Got it. <laughs> Let's take it down a notch. Got it. Um, <laughs> last question, I guess, would be her appearance as far as like style, you know, any kind of like... Bad style. Bad style. She wore, brought the ugliest clothes to college. Like, first of all, <laughs> they did her dirty on this show because if you go and look up like Pauline Chalamet, like, I'm sorry, she's lives in paris makes short films ultimate cool girl has laid down my life to become her (laughs) kimberly finkel are you kidding me you should see like what they put her in and basically she always has to borrow everyone else's clothes she's like never has anything good (laughs) she's in a sips coffee apron like 90 percent of the time and her name is so much (laughs) and her name is kimberly finkel yeah so it's like, come on. Damn. <laughs> Tina loves her. I love her so much. I feel like she's just blissfully unaware, but she's just so kind. And she literally, like, tries to sell her eggs so she can, uh, what, stay in school? I think that's what it was. Now I'm drawing a blank. But Oh, no. I think, yeah, I feel like that happens in season two. So I'm not, I don't know that she does that yet, but I saw it in the spoiler of season two. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, spoiler yeah, so alert. She, but, like, she's, yeah, she's going to do she gets, what she's got to do. You know what? Jen, you know what she does at the end of season one that I forgot about? She turns in. She gets an honor code violation because she steals a test. She's, like, hooking up with this guy who happens to actually be Leighton's brother. But, like, that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm saying. But she is hooking up with this guy, and he's in a frat. And she and he gives her, like, a test from their, like, test drawer, test closet or something. And they have all the tests. And so then she gets caught, like, when she goes to take the test. Like, she's, like, taking it and, like, copying, like, this, you know, test. And she throws them, like, the fraternity, like, under the bus. I mean, who wouldn't? But she's, like, here's where I got it from. And, yeah, then she gets, like, on probation or something like that. Finkel frenzy. Feisty But, yeah, Finkel, yeah, in the end, she wasn't going to, like, lay down and, and get herself kicked out of college for this. She worked too hard, so... Got it. Okay. All right. This is giving Forgot me Forgot about that. Hmm. This is a... You're paint, you've painted a picture, for sure. I just can't knock... You know, I can't get out of my head the apron and just her, like, being awkward. But I, I'm going <laughs> to say... I'm going to go... <laughs> I think I'll start with Rising again, where this... Some of the stuff you said resonated with an Aquarius Rising which is this sort of figure of not caring about fashion sense, not going with sort of social norms, just being very like fine with not obliging, if that makes sense, to, Mm -hmm. you know, the trends. She's sort of anti-trends. She's a rebel in that sense of like the presentation of her is unique 
and weird and she's okay with that it's not like she's trying to fix that she's just like this is me she's not okay mm-hmm. so sort of unapologetically different and that's very aquarius rising and also sort of this quirkiness you describe and there's clearly you know you said she was not smart and it doesn't mean like there's obviously different <laughs> <laughs> there's different justice guys. for finkel justice okay. for finkel i didn't justice. mean she was like i just mean like she was always like behind in her classes and going to work it's just like too much come on give her a break okay so she's more like overloaded with things there's like inundated with things to do that she can't focus very well so it sounds a little like frazzled energy maybe yeah okay so i think the rising is because like now i'm remembering she i think she was like a french tutor so maybe she's good at french okay I mean, she really, she's really hitting the nail on the head with Aquarius rising from what you're saying. It's just as far as like being this, not stubborn in a sense, but it is a fixed sign. So it's sort of like set in the ways of like, this is my presentation. I'm not going to try anything different because I like this for me. And like, I just don't, you know, sort of like, I I don't need to participate in this social trendy ideas. Uh, These, you know, Aquarians are sort of these aliens of zodiac signs where they're just like on the outside. They're sort of. A little spacey too because it's an air sign so i think that kind of could add to sort of this sort of distance and a detachment that maybe she's got going on where she's a little bit frazzled she works in a restaurant you know i just feel like these are things that where she's she needs to be busy uh physically busy in order to quell whatever else is going on in her mind and and the frazzling that she's saying like she seems overwhelmed all the time i think that could and innocent at, at the same time like virgo's the virgin it's sort of this like naive sign in many ways where they're just sort of very innocent and pure and I think when they're under pressure they can be really critical on themselves and then therefore like crumble under that pressure because they just don't know where to begin they just get like really like discombobulated and that just sounds like her her inner state <laughs> might just be all of that mm-hmm. happening okay and then her son I, her son is tricky because she sounds like when you said she defended her coworker, even though he's hot, I just think it might be some kind of like mama instinct in her. Is she like sort of the leader? Like, is she like the mama of the group? Does she feel motherly in any way towards the, her friend's circle? Yes, I feel like she always is like telling them like, well, we shouldn't be doing this or like wear a coat or like, you know, whatever. Like, that's crazy. Like, she'll go along with it in the end. But I think she's like a little more reserved in that sense. And maybe she's and she was like was putting something like gross in the refri- in their refrigerator for a while and being like, well, we can like eat it later. Like, so <laughs> I, I, this I mean, I, this to me, because I feel like there's got to be water somewhere in her. It just sounds like she's some sort of person that's empathetically connected to people. She just seems to have, to have like a softness to her that's like this depth and empathy and like sponging of emotion. So I, I kind of want to call her, but it it's not Scorpio because she doesn't seem to be like very secretive. She's sort of like even keeled and like it, it isn't too mysterious in a way um and then pisces would be too kind of dreamy is is she creative is she very artistic is what's her sort of career goals i don't know man yeah i think she's figuring that out i don't think they said okay (laughs) one day at a time she doesn't have any like very obvious artistic like she's not a poet or a poet (laughs) she's not a poet or i don't think so like not that stuck out to me yeah, nothing sticks out. Okay. 
I, I think I'm going to call her a cancer son. I think she's like mama, protective, loyal to her friend circle, the leader in a way, but there's, you know, it's not full leadership because obviously I'm calling her Virgo moon and Aquarius rising. So those are also not cardinal signs. So she sort of presents herself as like when, when the need is there, she's going to step up and she's going to take charge. And she's definitely got this moral compass about her as far as this the, the college paperwork that she stole or whatever the tests and I think that's a very cancer trademark or archetype where it's like they have to be honest and they have to do what's right sort of justice you know Libra is similar but I think this is more cancer because it's this leader and it's yeah and then add to that this Virgo mutability it's a very mutable kind of zany sign to having your moon sign but it's also practical there's also some kind of grounding in her where she's like a logically brained person like maybe she's not creative she's much more like organized in in a certain way not too much so but like in a certain way about her she is detail oriented and then add to that this aquarian air sign presentation of like rebelling against the status quo i'm gonna wear what i want and i really just don't care and i don't need to look as cool as the other (laughs) chicks around me i am doing my own thing so, yeah. Okay, Aquarius rising, Virgo moon, Cancer sun. Yeah, what do you think? What's Tina have in common with that? Nothing. <laughs> oh my god, Tina, you are not Kimberly Finkel. <laughs> I just love her the most. I think that she's has a really good heart, and then I also see Mindy in her in some way, some like little layer of Mindy, maybe a character from the Mindy project or when she was Kelly on the office, but there's just something about her that she has such a, a good heart and she's so funny. Like her hallmate in season two is so hot and she doesn't realize that he's into her. And she's just like sitting around there being Frankel, Kimberly Frankel do today. And like, she has this like a hot ass <laughs> hallmate and everyone's like, yo, he's really hot. <laughs> she's just like in her own world. And then eventually yeah. she gets, oh, yeah, she's she like, all like, oh. she likes, so I just think that she's she like refreshing. <laughs> She always gets the hottest guy. Yeah, she always hooks up with hot guys. She does. And she has great boobs. Yeah, she has really good boobs. I don't know if that, like, plays into it, but... Yeah. <laughs> I can agree, Tina. I feel like... I feel like I've read both of Mindy Kaling's books, and, like, she went to Dartmouth, and, like, I don't know. I could see maybe she was, like, a little finkel in some places, too. Yeah, maybe now that I think about it. Maybe Mindy well, sprinkled herself into to each one of the I four. I mean, probably. Probably. <laughs> I think it's definitely a seeing herself in this character because they're both cancers in my, you know, according to my random notes about thinking that this character is a cancer son, potentially. So her and Mindy having this sun sign commonality, your connection to her is obviously soft spot for, you know, this, this softness and appreciation of Mindy in general. And also like you both have earth moons as far as what we're saying Finkel has. So Virgo moon, Taurus moon, it's sort of this bond of just connection with understanding and grounding and all those practical things. What do you guys, how do you feel about what I just said? I feel good about it. Well, would you look at that? I agree. We have one more girly. So this is Whitney. She is a soccer, a star soccer player from Seattle who's having an affair with her assistant soccer coach and is the daughter of a U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll be honest. I feel like, and this could possibly be something to do, you know, even with her, like, star sign thing as well. But, like, I feel like Whitney 
So she's this, like, what we know about her is basically the two things that I just said. And other than that, we don't see that much about her. Like, she is super into soccer. She's nice. Like, she's friends with these girls. Like, but I just don't feel like there's, like, this big, like, identity going on um, with her. But two things that, like, that happened, I guess, that we could say is, like, she is, I would say, loyal. Because she does come to college having an affair with this... uh, (laughs) adult college coach um and she doesn't tell anyone she keeps it like a really big secret like even at her own kind of expense and I mean not saying that that's like great but she she kind of like did not tell anyone about that and then it was like a secret that she was the one he got fired like it was a whole thing so um I think that that devolves into like some type of kind of like loyalty or can keep a secret so that's like one thing Um, the other thing I feel like is that, like, I do feel like she's kind of, like, a reserved and polished person, but I don't know if that's, like, her personality or the fact that, like, her mom is this U.S. senator, and her mom comes on to the show a couple, like, different times, and I feel like is, her mom is, like, this big character, um, and so I feel like, or, like, big personality, not, not a big, like, character, but big personality, and so I feel like, if your mom is a senator, there's probably been like a lot of things that you've like tried to keep keep on the straight and narrow. Um, you know, you just have this like kind of like polished existence. Um, because like people might be watching you, you might be used to like whatever. So I think like she's just really reserved and I think she really needs to like find herself a little bit here. Because yeah, what even when I was just trying to do this quickly, I was just like, I don't have these like big personality traits for this girl and the other ones were so easy so okay I wonder if that's like part of it she like hasn't found herself yet because even like she goes to the um she goes to the sorority recruitment stuff with Leighton and doesn't even really seem like she really wants to join a sorority like she's nice like she's fine but she's just like okay I'll go like so she kind of seems like she's like looking for something she's like Hmm. hasn't found it yet Interesting. I'm going to ask a couple of questions with this one. I, I'm, I have an, a couple ideas, but I think I'm going to, I need to ask Sweetmates and how, it, as far as her athleticism, what's her like position on the team? What's her presentation of self? She's, I think, a really good soccer player. And I think she walks right onto the team with like a starting position. So I think that her, all of her identity is probably wrapped up around in that talent. So I also think that she, like, enters a room, like, she's confident, agreeable, like, there's, she's not gonna necessarily, like, make waves. Okay. So it's sort of a subtle confidence. But I do think she, yeah, probably, because, like, she's probably used to people knowing who she is before she walks into the room, because they know they have this, like, senator's daughter, like, anytime her mom's there, there's, like, a bodyguard and, like, all this stuff. So I feel like you kind of, people are, when someone's like that is, like, in your, you know, midst like you you're aware of who they are even if you haven't met them yet you're like oh I know that person even if you don't know her so I feel like she's used to people knowing who she is or what her story what they think her story is before they've actually even met her got it so she's kind of subtle but leader like sort of a strong silent perhaps type and Mm -hmm. she as far as her like how her uh, physical presentation is she flashy dresser does she like attention is she more muted muted is she 
No, she's like, she's pretty, but she seems like, I feel like in this show, she's like mostly wearing, like, they always have her in college, like athletic type, like athleisure, like they kind of made her the sporty one, quote unquote, and that's kind of what they went with. Um, But she's a really pretty girl. Got it. All right. And as far as her relationship stuff, is she really eager to partner? Is, Is like romance and partnership something that's really on her radar? Or is she sort of just really kind of sort of this... Uh, plateau emotional state about so she came to college dating the older man the uh, soccer coach right so they were like full-on dating he was also married um so they were like full-on dating behind closed doors um and i don't like remember how old he wasn't like he was like an old man but he was you know too old to be dating a college student and he was also her coach and he was also married so there were some issues there and then he got fired and then she starts dating the co- hot guy from the coffee shop. Oh, coffee shop guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sips. 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 This episode is brought to you by Sips. Sips. We all have to go. <laughs> we got to go to UCLA. I'm trying to, this is tricky. Um, let me. Okay. I think I'm leaning. Hmm. Last question. So as far as her one-on-one scenes with her significant other, what is her vibe? Like, what is she doing? How is she, is she emotional? Is she teary? Is she strong? Is she, like, that girl that is clingy? I already know how you feel about me, and we're, like, confident in it. Like, what is her whole scheme in that? I find her to be strong because I feel like I'm having a flashback to a moment where like they did like once this coach got fired everyone did find out so this isn't like romantic but like everyone did find out you know that one of the girls was having an affair whatever and I feel like she owned it and like she stood up and like she wasn't you know she like was kind of strong about it. Okay. Tina jump in if you have anything more about her. I don't know I just didn't have it. <laughs> no, I agree. When you said athleisure, yeah. what does she wear? I was like athleisure. To me, she's like the most beautiful. She's like stunning, but she's mm-hmm. always like about to go to practice or like she's <laughs> working at Sips. So I feel like she's not uh, seen dressed up the most. I, I feel like we see the uh, not Kimberly, but the other two. Uh, yeah, uh, dressed up the most. Okay, fun detailed. Well, I'm definitely outfits. getting a physically oriented person i'm getting someone who doesn't necessarily need to be flashy doesn't really enjoy the attention has definitely a secretive side is maybe not the happiest about that maybe she's got some emotional sort of trauma with oh my god she does her dad her dad's a deadbeat dad we talk all about the mom (laughs) and then the dad like never comes to parents weekend or something like and he's just like not what she wants to for a dad because Right, Tina? They're, like, divorced, and then he, like, doesn't show up. It was, like, a whole thing on the Parents Weekend episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has maybe some parental trauma. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to go with the Scorpio sun. I'm going to say she's just Scorpion energy, which is a little mysterious, which I think aids to this. We can't figure her out quite yet because we haven't unraveled the inner self. But even though she's sort of presenting Scorpio, which, you know, she's got magnetism. There's a lot of privacy to her. She doesn't like to show displays of emotion very easily, even though she feels all the feels. It's buried under the surface very well. And I would call her moon maybe a Capricorn, even though we don't know what she wants to do. That's the goat climbing to the top of the mountain. They do take their time with that process. So maybe she's just not ready to make that decision yet. But she seems 
emotionally like stable from what you're saying where she's not really like making these giant gestures of emotional outbursts she's sort of grounded and logical and practical with things that she's into but there's also seems to be a very loyal aspect about her which is capricorn also and the rising i would almost call the rising I'm torn. Uh, I wouldn't say air because then she would be a lot more social and sort of butterfly seem to be coming across as. Uh, I wouldn't say she's water because it doesn't sound like she's very approachable as far as emotions are concerned. But perhaps I would call her earth as well and maybe double her up as a Capricorn rising or even... Oh, I wouldn't call her Virgo because she doesn't seem very shy. I'm going to call her an Aries rising. <laughs> And Aries rising, why? She and earth and water don't always have that ignition of energy. It comes more so with fire signs. And she's getting up every day and she's playing soccer and she's like very physically oriented. This could very much well mean Aries energy. Um, and I also think, yeah, I do have some more questions about why I would make that guess. But I think that was sort of in the tip of my brain when we first started the conversation. So I, I like it. I, I wrote all these down like I'm going to get quizzed on it or something. You are. You're going to do the wrap up. <laughs> Jen, you should do a service where you, you should do a service where you go to television writers rooms and they do what I did, like just tell you their characters and then you can tell them what their stuff is and then they can like use that as in their like guiding I love this. Principles. I love this idea. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It was so fun. I think it's such a good way to flesh out characters because so many characters are, it's not really talked about much, but are based on Zodiac archetypes that are built up upon. And if you add all these, the big three to the mix, and then you could go further with what their Mercury is and what their Mars, Venus, et cetera, you could start to build a crazy person in an amazing way and really flesh them out and make them human. I'm in. And if you just like didn't know what your person was going to do next, if you looked to what they, you know, some of this stuff could help you too. Interesting. Hire me. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Absolutely. Can I ask a question that goes back? So you're talking about Mindy's big three and then Mike White, and I feel like they had something similar. Maybe they're both – one of their signs was a cancer. Did they have like multiple uh, signs that were similar and what would their sinistry be like? Just because I see a lot of maybe Mike in his characters and Mindy in her characters in whatever different shows that they do. Yeah, I definitely think writers put themselves, I mean, that's a natural process. I just think, you know, you understand yourself better than anyone else. So if you're going to write a piece, it's going to be integrating pieces of your own personality because that's what makes the most sense to you because that's the most intimate and fleshed out thing you could possibly own. So I didn't find his time online. So I don't remember. Did we find out his moon? I can literally Google it right now if we need to. But I know he's a Cancer son. So both him and Mindy are Cancer sons. So that in itself, the same way you and I, Tina, are Libra sons, it's, it's just an immediate like understanding and connection when you're the same sign as someone. We're like, I get it. Like I, I get we all check off these same big boxes in life where we are these definite archetypes of our sign and we you know obviously we have different moons different risings so that all sort of puts things in a different context but I think right away them both being cancer says a lot about how they would be compatible I think she's a lot more he has a really great sense of humor I think that she does too obviously but it's very different styles of humor I think his is a little bit more dark 
and hers is a little bit more quirky and right i don't think this show i don't know i'm not super familiar with all of her work but i do really feel like she everything that she does is a on the lighter side is that fair yeah and also i would say yeah maybe it's like more like in your face versus like mike white is like it takes the episode to see what happened where mindy's just like dropping jokes in the lines yeah yeah i feel like mike white stuff is so thought out like to the point that we're watching the opening of white lotus every week and noticing different things in the wallpaper like yeah that every <laughs> single thing has been so deeply considered but yeah, I feel like when Mindy's more just like pop culture humor and just saying what's on everybody's mind and that kind of thing, which I love them both. Yeah. And I think they are so loved, which is really interesting. I think Hollywood, I mean, Hollywood, everybody, there's nothing that I've ever really heard that's super bad about either of them. They just seem like very genuinely kind of fun people that you would want to hang out with. So yeah, I think they definitely share a lot in common. And I, I do feel like Mike embraces... A little bit more of the human depth and intricacies than maybe Mindy does, and Mindy kind of keeps it light and fresh, and that could be a lot of her Gemini coming through, where she just wants to be funny and quirky and silly and like, but also have this, you know, as you move along, as you fall in love with these characters, you start to see the little, you know, emotional sides, which is very, very cool. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, Mara, can you take us through the four characters again, since you did all the research and wrote it all down? Ah. what <laughs> yes girl why don't i just recap and tell you that's who, what i mean who what they're yeah no are. that's what i mean oh i was like okay, <laughs> that's all i can handle just um, like she's a cancer son she's uh <laughs> like, do this again no no we're doing this again i have uh, dinner okay, perfect starving <laughs> <laughs> okay per- so first we have bella gemini rising aries sun leo moon next we have leighton Capricorn Rising, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Sun. Then Kimberly Finkel, Aquarius Rising, Virgo Moon, Cancer Sun. And last but not least, Whitney, Scorpio Sun, Capricorn Moon, and Aries Rising. Around the applause. So are these four people like friends or what? I think they're definitely, yeah, I, I think they're definitely all friends. But they are so vastly different from one another that I really feel like this is like a college bond. They are going to bond through not just who they are, but more so where they are and what's going on in their environment. And it's sort of those memories that will help them out through life and they will never forget each other. Will they stand the test of time and be friends after college? (laughs) I don't know. I don't necessarily know. I think there's a lot of... Very incredible synastry between them. I wish I wrote this down because I'm forgetting names and everything, but I think that there's a lot of placements in the sun placements where they match up very well, all four of them actually. So yeah, there's definitely bonds, but they all really have their quirks and they all really seem to be on their own weird paths that I don't necessarily know that they're really aligned. I think they're all kind of on their own separate mission, it sounds like. And granted, this is the first season. So maybe in the second season, we start to see sort of a molding of like intentions and what they want in life and how they want to, you know, how they see themselves in a couple of years and what career choices they're making and relationship choices, etc. But yeah, right now, I think they're just really living their own life. And it's really fun to see this eclectic group of Zodiac coming together and having to make it work. And that I think that's what makes comedy wonderful as far as like having such opposites, having to be forced to live together for the first time ever. And I think that's where like the comic gold falls into place. 
Couldn't agree more. Well, if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. Did you guys have more you wanted to say? I'm good. I'm, I'm going to watch this show right now. <laughs> Set it all. Yeah, I'm going to watch season two all night long. I'm going to stay up all night. I don't even care. Get ready for season three. So if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. This has been our special episode with the spectacular Mara McCarthy talking all things the sex lives of college girls. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Tina. I'm Jen. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.